let's start the show with Raging Cajuns men's baseball. It's it's never easy for the Cajuns baseball team, even when it looks like it's going to be, which is odd. Even when it looks like it's going to be easy, you're up 11 to 1. It's breezy. Easy breezy beautiful cover girl kind of game. Then the 6th inning comes along, I believe. Yes. They score eight runs. McNeese scores eight runs. But we'll get into that. So after starting one and seven on the season, the Louisiana baseball team is now five and seven and currently on a four game winning streak. Their first series win of the season was over Maryland, two to one. First game, four to two loss. But they beat them four to three in fourteen innings and two to one in the third game. Let's talk about that Maryland series just a little bit. Especially game two where you go to fourteen innings. It really shouldn't have, honestly. Like, um, the Cajuns had so many opportunities against Maryland in, in uh, Game 2. Um, I think they had runners in scoring position in literally each of the extra innings prior to the 14th. They just couldn't bring them in. I want to look up, like, I'm going to do some research and, and see what their stats with runners in scoring position were in that series. It was mm-hmm. abysmal. Um, but, you know, the pitching was fantastic in that game. Um, you know, they, they held Maryland's, the bullpen was great. They held Maryland scoreless. And that kept giving the Cajuns more and more chances. Eventually, they finally cashed in uh, with a couple, a little bit of help from some errors from Maryland, uh, and they ended up winning the game in extras. Um, you know that was that was a really big thing for them. They finally learned how to win one of those games. Uh, they had come so close you know, a couple innings prior, and they finally broke through it and picked up a win. And you know to win the series in, in the third game, you you knew they started to feel the ball starting to roll. And you know now they're on a four game winning streak. So. Uh, this team has learned how to win, which was one of their biggest issues in the first you know, couple weeks of the season. Uh, so they have the talent. They know how to win. Watch out. Yeah, you can kind of see that as you go along with these games, that sense of learning how to win has shown because these have been close games, whether it be 2-1, to 3-1. to one, And even when they were up 11-1 to one against McNeese, it got down to 12-10 to 10 and bases loaded in the eighth for McNeese. Mm-hmm. And they st- – Earlier in the season, a few games in, that could have been a, they could have blew that lead earlier. But you know they got the ball rolling with three straight wins, learning how to win, and they got over that kind of hump. Well, I mean, it's still early, but that's what it kind of seems like. So they followed that two to one win in the third game, the series win over Maryland with a win over Nichols, three to one. You, as you said, boring game. All right. Well, I'll say this first: the the two to one win in the third game was probably the most important win um so far uh because they won their first series um like weekend series you know they did at home they won with two hits in the game they had two hits one of them came in the ninth inning like the the maryland pitchers you got to give them credit the louisiana hitter hitters were off all night uh but they took advantage of a couple errors you know um they they ended up scoring the winning runs in the ninth inning and they walked off another uh game so after, you know, two straight walk-offs against Sam Houston, you know, walk-off against La Tech, where they were, you know, not the benefactors and, and they lost those types of games, they finally won two straight walk-offs themselves. So uh, they go to Nichols. Nichols has a pretty decent team this year. They were, I think, 7-5 and five when we went to face them. Um, and Nichols played very well. You know, they, they, they pitched really well. Uh, but the Cadens, once again, blew a lot of opportunities. Like there were a couple times where – I think they had men on first and third, and they would grind into a double play, or they wouldn't bring any runs in. It was just really, you know, kind of disappointing that they couldn't get these runners in scoring position in. 
Um, but they broke through. Uh, you know, they, they, they ended up taking the win at Nichols thanks to great pitching, holding them to one run. Uh, and then the McNeese game happened last night, and, and the McNeese game was <laughs> quite the spectacle. So, Yeah, Wednesday night, again, recording this Thursday. But Wednesday night, 16-10 to 10 win over McNeese. It got close after it looked like it was going to be a Cajuns blowout. Louisiana's up 11-1. McNeese scored eight runs in one inning, the sixth inning. McNeese down 12-10 to 10 in the eighth. They have bases loaded. The Cajuns escape, and they outscore McNeese. 4-0 in the ninth inning. How big was kind of getting out of that eighth inning with bases loaded and then following that up in the top of the ninth, scoring four runs? Well, listen, McNeese is a good team as well. Um, you know, they were riding a five-game winning streak going into that game. Um, so one of those win streaks was going to end. And, the, you know, uh, the, the Cajuns extended their streak. Um, I think that the bullpen in the sixth inning was one of the most disastrous performances I've ever seen. Mm. Um, from a Cajuns pitching staff, they just could not find the strike zone. It was it was horrific. They, I think um, that eight run inning they said uh, it was only four hits in that inning. They had six walks allowed. They just could not find the strike zone. The the McNeese hitters had their bats on their shoulders, and they they could have just kept them there. Um, you know, Caleb Armstrong came in, and Armstrong. Ended up being a great setup guy. He got us out the inning. He gave us another inning or two of work. And then we uh, went to our best pitcher at the bullpen, which my biggest takeaway from from these games is that we have a closer now. And that closer is Michael Wilmot. He has been fantastic this season. I think he has, like, two losses, but, like, they weren't his fault. The Cajuns offense couldn't get things going. He's been great out the bullpen this season. He's been one of our most consistent pitchers, and he was great against McNeese. You know, uh, you were talking about how they closed the gap from eleven to one to eleven to nine. Um, the game was twelve to ten in the eighth inning, in the bottom of the eighth inning, and McNeese had the bases loaded, uh, and they went to Lomont, and Lomont gets the clutch outs. He gets them out of that jam, and they go into the ninth inning. And they hit it through. Brendan Bro hits uh, a three-run home run, and they they get the win. So, hmm. um, I, I I saw a stat that said that in this game against McNeese, they had three three-run home runs. And before that game, they had zero all season. So that's kind of interesting as well. Uh, the offense definitely showed up. The bullpen outside of Armstrong and Lomont was awful. Um, you know, you got a good starting performance from Schultz. And now you're just kind of moving on. You you won two midweek games. Now you get to play Loyola Marymount um, this weekend in a three-game stretch at home. And if you sweep this series, all of a sudden you're over 500. Mm. And after such a dismal start, dismal one and seven start, you're looking great. Yeah, you you you'd be looking excellent because a one one and seven start. I, even in the one and seven start, the feeling was it's still early. You know, there's yeah. still way to it, a whole lot of season to go. And then you can kind of look past, you know, that one and seven start if you were to sweep the series against Lowell Marymount. But I mean. How hard is that to, you know, sweep a series, sweep a weekend series? I, and because that would have them at a seven-game winning streak, and that's hard to do in baseball. Right. No, to, to sweep a series, you have to outplay your opponent in every phase, starting pitching, hitting, fielding, and bullpen play. Now, bullpen play has been a little bit of an issue this year, especially since, you know, the Cajuns have pitched Lomont in two straight games, so he's probably not going to be available for Friday. Um, but he should be available for Saturday, maybe Sunday, um, depending on the situations. 
Um, I'm looking for good starting pitching performances. Hopefully these starters can go a good six, maybe seven innings, giving up one or two runs. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking for, I'm hoping for. And if you see that, you see good, and you keep the errors down, which they've been doing uh, more recently. Um, you know, you're not seeing as many Cajun errors now uh, in their winning streak. Um, at the start of the season, the defense was pretty horrific, and that was a big reason why they started off so slowly. But now they're starting to get together a little bit. Um, still a couple hitters I want to see kind of wake up, get the ball rolling. Uh, and if they do that against Loyola Marymount, I think that they have a great shot to maybe pick up the series, maybe even get a sweep. I mean, what helps is these are all at the Teague. Even the midweek games. So you have a long home stretch here yeah. from Friday to about what Wednesday you'll be at home. Well, it's it's nice because they had the the home stretch last weekend against Maryland. Then they went on the road for these two games against Nichols and McNeese, and they picked up their first road wins of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're coming back home. The friendly confines, you know, they they picked up two straight wins against Maryland there. Um, so I'm sure that you know they're looking forward to coming back, uh, riding a four game winning streak hoping to keep it uh, to extend it in front of their home fans. So what are you looking out for in this five-game stretch leading up into our next show next week? I'm looking to see how um, the offense, if the offense can start to get clutch hits. I think, you know, the clutch factor of this team has been a big issue at the start of the season. Um, they're really not great in bringing runners in. Now, last night against McNeese, uh, you know, they, they picked up a bunch of really clutch hits, and that's why they scored 16 runs. Um, but... You know, throughout the season, they this offense could have been a lot better, and they could have picked up a lot more wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking to see that, like, you know, different players and how patient they are at the plate. Um, you know, I'm looking to see how the bullpen performs without maybe one of their premier arms being available for some of the games. And I'm looking to see how deep the starting pitchers can go. Um, you know, last week against Maryland, the only loss they had was the start by Gunnar Leger, who only went four and a third. Um, which, you know, he's he's still coming back from his injury. It's going to take uh, time. Yeah, it's going to take time. But I'd like to see him get uh, get up to five, maybe six. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention before we move on? Well, I last week I, I said that, you know, this was going to be a bounce-back weekend for the Cajuns, and, you know, they've bounced back. And I'm looking for them to extend this streak. Um, you know, if they, if they go 4-1 and one in the stretch, you know, I think they're looking great. Yeah. I'm not saying you're right all the time, Charlie, but you're right all the time, Charlie. Congratulations. I got my little glass ball and <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all in the studio, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. Hey, don't worry. We have the glass ball and everything. All right. Speaking of things that are not easy, the men's basketball team cannot seem to win a Cajun Dome season finale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's kind of what inferior it seems to be. Teams yeah, they that. they lost to Little Rock in the final home game last season. And I can't remember Little Rock's record. They were like the worst win. team. They were like a six-win team. They were like the into. worst team in the Sun Belt. And this past weekend, they lost to App State 90-80. to Not only the first time they lost to App State, it was the second time they lost to App State this season. Lost App State's this season fourth series. and fifth wins in conference were to the Cajuns. But before that, they, they, they defeated Coastal Carolina 83-70. to So let's look at Coastal before we get into App State. Or do you want to do like bad news before good news kind of do? Let's just go chronologically. Let's get the good news out first. All right, we'll do chronologically. Coastal seemed to be a blowout all the way, but it did get close for a second until the Cajuns made a late run to seal that one. Well, kind of what are your takeaways? I mean, you you called it in the middle of the game. We were texting each other. You were like, this Coastal team can shoot. They they can can put the ball in the basket. So be weary at any point in this game they'll make a run. 
Yeah, no, they did. Um, the Cajuns had like a twenty-five point lead. Yeah, at one point they 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 won the thing open in the first half. They were playing great great defense, um, good offense. They were you know getting some open shots, open looks, and then at this one stretch in the second half, everything just changed and they looked really stagnant on offense. Their defense was allowing a bunch of buckets, and Coastal went on that run that I was worried that I was worried about. They got down to like seven points late in the game, but the Cajuns kind of closed sealed the deal. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a much better performance from them than their first game, especially defensively, where they allowed, I think, you know, what, 11 threes in their first game against Coastal. Um, so the defense was a lot better. Um, the offense was about as good. Um, they, the offense started out hot. They kind of cooled off late in the game, but it was still enough to pick up the win. Mm. Um, I, I came away thinking that if the Cajuns played that well, in, like as they did against Coastal in the Sun Belt Tournament, I think that they would go pretty far. Uh, and then they dropped a dud against Appalachian State, which is, I think, one of their worst performances of the season, actually. Yeah, we could talk about App State. See, you know, things seem to be going well. And then you have a game like App State that makes you question, what is this team going to do in conference play? Something about senior day at home it's, against it, inferior teams. And let me say. It's a curse. I was thinking about this. There could be a little bit of, like, Mardi Gras weekend factor. You're playing an early game on Sunday. I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe. I don't know. There could be something there. A, a little fatigue. They were sloppy. Because uh, when you have something off like that with a team that's been playing well over the past month, and you're, you're having an early game on Sunday after, you know, a, a Mardi Gras weekend, something could be up. Yeah, no, they were they were – and, you know, as I said, they were sloppy, and, and you know, especially early in the game, um, way too many turnovers early, and they let App State build a ten-point lead that they held on to for most of the game. You know, the Cajuns made a run at it; they got down to I think two, maybe four, uh, around halftime, but App State was pretty consistent, and the Cajuns just weren't as consistent on offense or defense against them. You know, they gave up ninety points to App State, which in these two games this season, App State has scored, like, what, 190 points against them? Mm-hmm. Something absurd. It's just like, I don't know what it is about that offense that Cajuns just struggle with. Something about, I mean, because over the course of, what, the last five, six games, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they've been holding opponents under 80. Yeah. Which was kind of the reason for this late turnaround and new identity is they're, they're actually playing defense and they're holding opponents under 80. Then you have this App State offense that comes in and you seem to struggle with this App State offense and they score 90 points on you. Yeah, I mean, App State had lost to ULM uh or yeah, had lost to ULM the uh, the day before or a couple days before. Uh and then ULM had uh lost to Coastal the next day. So you're thinking that okay, so if Coastal, you know, if Coastal beats ULM, the Cajuns can get a game up on ULM if they beat App State and take care of business, and they just didn't. Um, so they're still tied in the standings, you know, with two games left. They have uh, Little Rock and Arkansas State, you know, uh, before the season, regular season's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they didn't take care of business at home. They got to take care of it on the road. So, Got to take care of it on the road. So just a little deep dive into the App State. 15 turnovers to 12 assists. Felt like more turnovers. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Uh, I was going to say, I was, I, was, just, I thought it was in the 20s. Just because, you know, it happened so early and this, the sloppy play just continued from there. Just when you start a game off like that, you can't 
you almost like you get it's hard to get back your your feet under you. Bad shot that. selection, sloppy passes. Seven seven and twenty four from three. Bad offense. Gant fouls out late in the game. Yeah. Uh on a on a foul that just you could see Gant was upset after that one. You know he fouls out on senior day. Yeah. Then Cedric Russell only playing twenty minutes is a little curious. He was he was hurt. He was hurt. He was either hurt or sick. He wasn't right. I think he was sick, and they uh, because I think it was reported before the game he was sick. They said they said at the start of the game like they had pulled him, and he obviously I don't think was feeling well. I think the flu is going around. It's going around. I was about to say, be wary. The flu is going around, guys. Charlie may have it. Maybe. Stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You okay, Charlie? All right, you're holding in. This is a, this is a a flu game. By Charlie on on this on this radio show right now something like that Charlie's flu game that's yeah. that's what this one is going to be called all right so the Cajuns will go on the road for their final home game of uh, final games sorry of the regular season to play Little Rock and Arkansas State they beat Little Rock earlier this season seventy five to sixty one but they lost to Arkansas State ninety four to eighty three Little Rock is ten and nineteen overall seven and seven in uh seven and seven at home. Arkansas State is six and ten in conference, twelve seventeen overall, nine and three at home. Um, I don't know. I don't know about these games. These games are tricky. I feel like the Little Rock one it should be a win. Arkansas State's tricky. What are you thinking? The Cajuns haven't been good on the road in conference play this season. Um, you know, Arkansas, Arkansas, uh, Little Rock, the first game. Um, Against them, Jakeen and Gant dropped forty-five, I think, in that in that win. Um, so you know, I, I think that they're going to be very wary of our best player and, and how to try and guard them. Um, so I think other players might have to step up in that game. Uh, Arkansas State, you know, they came to the Cajun Dome and they dropped ninety-three. You said on us. Um, so you know, the Cajuns' defense is definitely going to have to step up if they want to pick up a win on the road against uh, against State. And I think that they need – it is a necessity to win these last two games if they want to get a top-four seed in conference play. So. I was about to say, what is still in play? Top-four seed is still in play. Top-four seed still is in play. So you need to win these two games. And they're winnable. Like we said, these the teams in the Sunbelt Conference, it's pretty much like any given night. Like These teams are beatable. Right. So this Arkansas State game is one definitely to highlight, but you don't want to overlook Little Rock – leading up into the Arkansas State game. Just because you beat them and held them to 61 points in, in the first matchup, you did give up 94 to Arkansas State. I don't know. Defense has been playing better. I, be, I believe in the defense, but as you said, the road struggles are – I mean, Something it's, been a trend. it's been a trend. So, all right, let's go to the women's basketball. The Raging Cajuns women's basketball is 7-20 and after dropping both games, 67-62 and to Coastal Carolina and 83-69 to to App State. They will close out their season with two home games against the Little Rock – and Arkansas State, the women's basketball team is five and seven at home. They're two and twelve on the road. I wrote about that this week on the Vermilion. And their twelve road losses, the most amount of road losses since twenty twelve. So they've they've been uh, pretty bad on the road, but good, pretty good at home. Five and seven, that's not bad. You can end up at five hundred at home. So right, um, just finish this, finish this season strong. And then get ready for conference play, uh, conference, the conference tournament. Tournament, right? Yeah. So the softball team. Let's go into the softball team. Okay. Very, very interesting weekend. Right. That happened with the softball team. So the softball team is fifteen and three, 
After only two games this past weekend, one resulted in an 8-0 win over Arkansas State. Dominant win over number 23 in the country at the time. And the other was a 9-1 loss to Oklahoma in five innings. Run ruled. In that yes. Game. The other two games were canceled. So we can only talk about the two games that we saw. Oregon State and Oklahoma just polar opposites of games. But Oklahoma, I mean, we highlighted them last week. They're a perennial powerhouse. They're one of the best teams in the country, and they showed it. Um, but the Cajuns did pick up a top 25 win, which is what you want to see. Um, you know, they split the games, which is kind of what I was expecting. Um, as I said, you know, before those, I knew those other two games would be canceled, uh, three and one would have been fantastic. Two and two would also work. Uh, I would have liked to see the Cajuns get another shot at Oklahoma, um, just to see how they would adjust and change their game plan up a little bit, uh, especially against some of those hitters for Oklahoma who are very good. Um, but you know, they only got the one shot. Maybe they'll get it later in the season. Who knows? But uh, I was definitely happy with their win over Oregon State. Definitely. I mean, dominant win over Oregon State, 8-0. Eight, eight to zero. And then, I mean, Oklahoma, I mean, what are you going to do? They were number four, back-to-back national champions 2016-2017. Yeah. I mean, it's They're just, a powerhouse. I mean, Oklahoma just showed who they are, basically. Right. So. Louisiana, At their house, too. Right. The Louisiana softball team will start conference play with a record of 15-3. and three. They will travel to Texas State for a three-game series. Then they will take on Baylor at home on Monday. And then Nichols on Wednesday at home. So, uh, interesting. Interesting. A little Baylor rematch uh, yeah. on Monday. But the start of conference play where we've talked about how dominant they are in the Sun Belt. I'm excited to see how well they do this season as well because they have a great team. So, um, you know, with how dominant they've been in conference play with lesser teams, you know, I'm really excited to see what kind of run they go on. 